project you have going on at work? Um, it's not really that big of a project. I just had a bunch of small shit that I didn't enjoy taking care of. Did they leave you with all the bitch work? Because you're the youngest at your job. It, it ebbs and it flows and, and it uh, flowed this week, I guess. I was trying to think of some like, uh, what's his name from uh, Silicon Valley? Guilfoyle like bullshit. Like your borders are just a construct of mine. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, because he's, where is he from again? He's Canadian. Canadian, that's right. Yeah. But he comes in, <laughs> Jared's like, the immigration office called. <laughs> Everybody looks at Kamau. Yeah, I'm a U.S. citizen. <laughs> that's probably going to be the next I'm doing cardio. I need something to watch again. Have my attention off of something else. So I'll just watch something that something like Silicon Valley. It's just fun. I don't know. I When I used to run, I just listen to podcasts. But as an extension, actually, you know what? I didn't because I work out and I listen to podcasts. And then when I ran, I would listen to the same album every single time. Was it Speak Now? <laughs> it was it's Daft Punk's live album. Yeah, you know, there, there's a Speak Now live album, so. Yeah, I bet it sucks. Yeah, Speak Now wasn't her peak of live performances, so I won't, like, dispute you there. Uh-huh. I used to listen to podcasts when I work out, and Amanda was like, how can you listen to podcasts while you work out? I'm like, I don't know, it just, yeah. it just works for me. Jen doesn't like it. It's distracting. Or I, it's playing, but I'm definitely not paying attention to it. It's just slow. That too. And like, if I'm counting like reps or anything, like I'm, I get distracted. Mm-hmm. I used to do it if I like walked on the treadmill because I could actually like listen. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it was a waste of time. I focus more on the content, and that makes it easier to work out. I feel like it would just make me start walking. I mean, I can't do it. I can't do it when I'm running. I do need something. You- I read while I'm on the stationary bike, which is. I- Man, I I don't know how you can do that. I've seen I see people read while they're on ellipticals and and bikes and walking, and I'm just like, but then again, I bounce when I walk, so maybe that's why. Like to me, it's just nauseating. So mm-hmm. that's awesome that you can do that because I think that if I actually enjoyed reading, that would be the best time to to read because you have nothing else to do but just sit. Like you were literally exercising your mind and your body. I used to do that on the stairmaster. Yeah, I don't. I I I would be like, I don't know how she does that. I just can't do the up and down. Like it would just move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And instead I just randomly just laugh hysterically at random moments because the funny part of a podcast hits and people look at me like, what the fuck is that guy doing? I point to my phone like, isn't he funny? Like you can hear this, right? Fuck me, right? <laughs> or sometimes he's watching like a TVMA show and if you walk behind him at just the right time, it looks like he's watching porn. Yeah, I was watching an episode of Shameless the other day and my screen froze, but it was still playing. And I'm like trying to like fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. And it's just like bang, 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 bang. I'm like, oh my God, everyone can see this. I feel like that happened to me once on a, on a plane ride. I forgot what movie I was watching, but definitely paused. In was a- it Monster Ball? Oh, yeah. <laughs> One time I woke up in the middle of the night Oh, oh God, this was embarrassing. And it was very, very quiet in the house, but I could hear the background noise of that scene. And so I was like, is he watching porn in the living room of all places? And I came the out. Nerve. I was like, the sound room. on? Like a savage? 
He always watches movies like very quietly when he knows everybody else has gone to bed. So it's like, are you really trying to sneakily watch porn out here? <laughs> yeah. Was, why would you even turn the sound <laughs> on, my guy? <laughs> How are you supposed to hear the story? Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. It's high quality acting. You can get the gist of, you know, she's stuck and she needs her stepbrother's help, but I mean, Brandon, firm these things. Brandon, it's been like, it's been like, what, 16 years? You don't know how to read lips by now? Come on. <laughs> he can't read grunts yet. <laughs> so we warmed up. Segway. Um, what's, uh, what's everybody been watching this week? Antonio? Well, I have been instructed not to talk about what I've been watching this week. Well, one particular show. So I will say that I finished Four Weddings and a Funeral, and I watched most of the second Kingsman movie before I fell asleep. But, you know, listeners, there's a show out there that I want to tell you about, but I can't. So why not follow me on Twitter or the other social medias, and I will tell you all about it. Which Four Weddings and a Funeral did you watch? The TV, the TV show. show. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. There's like two movies, a TV, like. I said the TV show. No, you didn't. Well, it's because I'm so upset because I can't talk about the show I actually <laughs> want to talk about. I want to know what it is. But fuck you guys. I mean, this is a democracy, Antonio. I'm the only one who says that you need to shut up about it. No, I won't talk about it no more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, anybody else? Anybody else watch anything you want to talk about? I watched Love Guaranteed on Netflix this week with uh, one of the Wayans brothers. I'm f- I forget which one. Damon. It, okay, so Damon. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna say I'm sure Lindsay knows. Yes, Lindsay definitely knows because she likes those Wayans brothers. You know what? It actually wasn't bad. I you know I thought it, it was. It's a cute little rom com. You really just shut your brain off and just let it run. And there's some moments in there that are funny, which. Uh, definitely contrasts the other thing that I watched uh, this week, which was uh, I think I'm thinking of ending it, uh, which, you know, I've had to go back and read a bunch of shit about what I had watched after I watched it. Cause that one uh, is definitely not something you can, you gotta, you gotta be focused the whole time you watching that thing. That it was, that's a trip. So uh, those are the two things that I watched. Definitely recommend both of them. They would be buys for me if they weren't on Netflix. I want to give a very the briefest of shout outs to a little movie called Synecdoche in New York. I didn't I wasn't really into movies and certainly not pretentious movies until I uh, till my late high school, early college years. And that movie just like fucking shattered my brain when I watched it. And I was like, yes, I'm pretentious now. So uh, I I, I encourage anyone who would like to be pretentious Go ahead and watch that movie. It's got uh, it's got my boy, my boy Philip Seymour in it. So, R.I.P. Anybody else have anything interesting? Yeah, last was it last night? I think we watched The Visit from 2015. We did starring some random people, and then Catherine Hahn. I guess it's a horror or thriller, or I don't know how you would categorize this. Yeah, it's a. I mean, it's a it's a scary movie. It's a horror movie. It's like a handheld, like these two teenagers go visit their grandparents. They act really weird at night. Things get creepy. I remember this movie. Creepy old people film. 
Yes. Uh, Which I didn't realize because Nick asked me before, what scares you more in a scary movie or whatever? Children or old people? <laughs> and I said children, but I soon, I guess, changed my mind. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It turns out old people can be quite scary as well. Uh, they're tied. It's a close race. It was really good. I screamed. I felt bad. I think my neighbors were kind of mad. Yeah, oh. that was it. I might have overreacted to a couple scenes. A very loud scream. That one. That one was. Uh... Is this a movie that builds tension with music slash sounds, or is this like the Strangers where they're they don't build like the tension is built with the silence? Um, the silence kind of yeah there's okay. not really music it's like a naturally filmed it's like yeah it's like a it's like a it's it's in the vein of like a paranormal activity where um you know it's a it's a very natural thing you don't get music cues or stuff like that because that's okay so okay i can do those so like like the movie movies like the strangers for instance where they like it's just like kind of silent and like natural a lot less scary to me than like cheap jump scares where they build the the, the suspense up first with music or like sounds and shit. So I liked the strangers. Yeah. That's the, I forgot time. about that movie. That was a good movie. No, I recommend this one. I did scream and jump, but like, I also laughed. Like it was, uh, it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Speaking of pretentious movies, I rewatched for only like the second or third time, the 2014 movie draft day starring Kevin Costner and the late great Chadwick Boseman plays Vontae Mack, which was supposed to be like a, he's like one of the central characters of the movie. Um, and the reason I watched it, it was just, it was on. And this week we had our fantasy football draft. So I kind of figured it was one of those, like, this is meant for me to watch today because it's going to get me into the draft mood for our fantasy football league this year. And, you know, it had Chadwick Boseman in it. So I thought, why not? And then as I was watching it, I was like, God damn, Kevin Costner's actually given a pretty good performance and then i i looked at his imdb like what he's done lately and i could honestly say that draft day is probably his last great film performance that he's done i want derek to derek derek runs in from off screen (laughs) screaming yellowstone notice how i said film i know i know i know he would have cut you off though i kind of feel like it was important and it was also mirrors the fact that we're watching Nicolas Cage's last great performance in an actual film in Kick-Ass. I like it. I like it. Beautiful. Um, this car movie is the... So, you know, this this may be a controversial... Not necessarily controversial, but may be an inaccurate opinion, but uh, what I judge to be the first um, and, and, to my mind, the most memorable response movie to you know the wave of the onslaught of comic book and, and superhero movies that we're that we're currently experiencing 2010s Matthew Vaughn's more importantly kickass Jennifer this was this is your nomination mm-hmm. explain yourself <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I don't have to it's a great movie um, this is my I guess my type of superhero movie and Nicolas Cage at his finest. Mm. One of his finest of multiple. I was going to say. Fine acting. 
performances. The man has a mountain range. He has multiple peaks. He's not even like the main person, and it still feels like a Nicolas Cage movie. They always do. I know. (laughs) (laughs) He really takes over when he's on screen. (laughs) He makes his presence very known. Uh, Um, Yeah, it's a great movie. I didn't forget about it. It just, it doesn't come up a lot. I thought it was popular in a sense, like people knew about it, but like no one ever really mentions it as far as superhero movies go. He's no Batman. I was gonna, I was gonna say, I think that is because there aren't actual superheroes in it, but what do yeah. I know? Oh, that's debatable. Okay. Are we gonna start right now or? No, 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 no. Okay. First, first, I have a question to the rest of you. And that question, trademark the fun table. <laughs> when I say kick ass, <laughs> what do you think? Never heard of her. <laughs> Eat my ass, Sean Fennessy. <laughs> Antonio? What do you think? I think of the first half of the movie as kind of a pretty realistic take as to what would happen if someone like, say, Nick tried to actually be a superhero. <laughs> okay. I can see that. That feels uh, unnecessarily directed at me, but okay. In the outline, you said some nerd. And I, know. I, I know. I know. I know. I thank you for putting that on record. Yeah. So that You're everyone welcome. who is listening can, can get a layer to the disrespect. Thank you. I mean, y'all have the same hair, so I guess I can kind of see. <laughs> I did. I was watching it and I was like, shit, like, <laughs> I was known. wait, that is the hair that I had in 2010. I'm pretty sure. Not as curly. We can't all be Aaron Taylor Johnson. But we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, any anybody else? Uh, anybody else? Anybody else here? Kick ass and and think of things. To me, and I, and I said in the intro, I really do think it's probably one of the last. I think it's one of the more of the the last mainstream, quote unquote, hits that Nicolas Cage had. Um, and I know he had a couple. I, I know most of the stuff he's done now has been like straight to DVD or straight to to, to on demand. But I think I think Kick Ass was probably the last time that he actually had something where it was seen in the mainstream. It was actually released in a movie theater that wasn't like a $2, I don't know, movie theater or something like that. Wow. The disrespect. No, don't worry. We'll get to as, as uh, Jen and I are con. Well, first of all, Jen is a pro. This is a pro Nick Cage household, mainly Mm -hmm. because Jen won't let it be anything else, but also because we have very recently watched some, some straight to DVD Straight to Netflix. It's 2020. Well, these movies came out a couple years ago. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I don't even think they made a DVD version. They didn't even bother. It's crazy. And I think, I don't know, maybe we'll get into it a little bit later, but it's just amazing to see his career arc. How you can go from like cult classic star in the 80s to 90s like action star, Oscar winner, and then just kind of slowly disappear from the mainstream. I don't know. Take out the Oscars and it's like almost like a Van Damme kind of like arc. Are you looking at his filmography right now? He's made so many movies. He did take a break. It looks like between 20, 2012 and 2013. He only made four. <laughs> that was his break. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to plant any seeds here for future content, but uh, a Nick Cage pod would be very interesting. I could talk 
Nick Cage for hours. Who among us? Brandon. Yes, sir. When I say kick ass, what do you think? Boy. Um, I remember this movie when it came out being really funny. Uh, I remember it being uh, a different, definitely a different take on superheroes. I definitely remember the violence, I guess, or the gore kind of standing out um, in this one because this is before Deadpool, before the boys, where you just you didn't see that in a in a superhero movie, which very, I mean, if you like, you think about it like superheroes, very realistically, like if you're saving someone. There's a very there's a very real possibility that there's going to be collateral damage and uh, more like I guess the idea that superheroes could cause or, or there could be so much gore involved in superheroing was something that really stood out at the time is like, oh, this is like very realistic, like the boys, for instance, and how they handle uh, superheroes and, and gore and stuff. Sure, or even like in a in a mainstream connotation. Well, we are you are you already mentioned Deadpool, but that goes for for laughs. I mean, the I think what was the was it Justice League where they talked about Superman the Superman fight like killing a bunch of people, or it, it Batman versus Superman, right? Where he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Batman, Batman stewing right. in his in his anger because of so much destruction, but you never really like you you don't you can't conceptualize, I guess what kind of destruction or how many people would die from a fight like that. Let's uh, yeah, let's, you know, let's, let's get into that. This sort of stands out, like you're saying as a, as a response, as a, as first thing to say, Hey, you know, I see your, I see your Iron Man. I see your Spider-Man. I see your X-Men, I guess. Um, let's, let's talk about how that would affect an actual person. Just, uh, just going on about their, their day-to-day life. But this is, like Amanda kind of mentioned, not direct superheroes, or I guess classic right. superheroes. It's mostly teenagers and like a little girl and, and Nicolas Cage. Yeah, but I think it's the closest thing that you're going to get to yeah. actual superheroes. Yeah, I never thought of that. The whole beginning is him talking about like, why is no one trying to do this for real? And it really makes you think. I guess, but then he literally gets his ass kicked. <laughs> and that's why. Very badly. Which I enjoyed. Like, he didn't get to be like, oh, everything worked out perfectly for him. Like, he gets, throughout the entire movie, pretty much his ass kicked. I don't know. It's just, it's set in a world where superhero um, culture exists, right? And it's the first one to to really get at. Do you guys, have, did any, has anybody... Not you guys, I guess, but I'm, I mean, maybe you guys, if you've, if you've thought about it, but I don't, I doubt, I hope nobody here has gone through with it. Um, has anybody heard stories of people actually trying to be superheroes, like in real life? I mean, in, in something similar to what they're doing here? I honestly can't think of one. Jen already hit on it, but like, yeah, the opening lines of the movie is like, it's one of those shower thoughts. Like you, you're like, you know, in the shower and you're washing your hair and all of a sudden you think like, why hasn't anyone tried to become a superhero? Like, why does anyone just put on a costume, go out there and try to fight crime? And the concept of that, I think that's what draws you in from the beginning is because of the fact that you've had that thought before. But to answer your question, I can't think of anyone who's actually done it. Like not even like, a, I can't even think of like a YouTube clip of like a news clip showing like, oh, so-and-so dressed up 
in whatever costume and tried to stop a mugger. Like I can't, I can't think of anything. So, I mean, it's strange to me that a blind lawyer in Manhattan hasn't, you know, just <laughs> fucking started beating people's asses. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Do you not like daredevil? No, that's what I'm saying. Is that <laughs> like, I mean, realistically, right. He's just blind, right. It's not, I don't remember the lore too well, but I feel like he's just, he's just blind. <laughs> Not that that's not a superpower or something, but you know that's a that's a real person out here fighting crime. Like, why haven't? Surely there's a blind lawyer in New York who's like, I can do that. Right, exactly. How come? How come his his fucking selfish ass isn't fighting crime? Like, did he watch the? Did he watch Daredevil and like like I as a teenager watched this movie and was like, Did you just ask if a blind man watched a movie? You know what I mean. What the hell? You know what I mean. Do they make Braille like comic books? Daredevil has led me to believe that they have heightened senses. So it's probably like an audio comic book, right? I mean, I guess you could listen to the movie. You could you could listen to the TV show. Yeah, I would suggest. I would not recommend that any blind lawyer in New York watch slash listen to Ben Affleck's Daredevil. Don't do that to yourself. But on the flip side, why hasn't like Bill Gates or Warren Buffett or Bezos for that example? Like, why haven't they dressed they... up as superheroes? Yeah, I feel like, like you just named three old. dudes that would definitely get beat up if they stepped out <laughs> into the streets dressed as superheroes. Like, can you imagine Warren Buffett's old ass out there in a superhero costume, like trying to stop or even like Jeff Bezos, like that dude looks like he's the softest or like Elon. No, Elon would be definitely be a super villain. But oh, yeah, he's got that face. Bezos definitely would be try to be a hero. I'm pretty sure Mark Zuckerberg is Lex Luthor, right? <laughs> that dude had to have wanted to be a superhero at some time. Like he created Facebook to try and like hook up, so you know that kid like read comic books and was like, "I could do that." Zuck is Christopher Min's class. Spoiler alert: It's just his own money instead of his dad's. <laughs> I mean, honestly, how expensive can it be? I don't know. People like Bruce Wayne and uh, Iron Man are the ones that are. And that's the other the appeal of this movie is that everything is relatively like lo-fi in comparison because it's right. it's got to be. It has to be. That's what makes it more realistic, I think, is the fact that he kind of just shipped the costume from... From China? Fucking Spirit Halloween or China, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just paid the extra shipping and handling for, like, just a generic green suit. Like, right? He's like, fuck, I have to buy a cape now? Damn it. Spirit Halloween wasn't open yet in this part, in this part of the country. Right. It feels like when this came out in 2010, a lot of talk around the the violence and and the cussing and the general rudeness in this movie. I don't know. Like I, I watched it and it feels kind of tame in comparison to what we've received now. I remember that was the big, the big thing about this movie back in the day was like, Oh my God, they have this little girl and she's cussing up a storm and it's crazy. And there's lots of violence and it's, it's basically like kill bill, but, but not, and I remember watching it thinking like, oh, shit, they had her say the fucking C word. Like, wow. And then yesterday when I rewatched it, it was like, hmm, it's not really, not really that shocking to me. I don't know if, that, if that's more of a indictment on where we are 
today or what we're just like our acceptance level is for that kind of thing. But I just didn't think it was like that. I mean, it was definitely violent and definitely, I think, I think Brandon said the best, the use the best word, which is gory. I think it was, there was a little gore to it, but as far as like the profanity and stuff, I was like, eh, we've heard worse. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the cursing is fine, but like, uh, it's very, if you can watch some, like a bullet go through someone's head and it doesn't like cut away, it's probably pretty gory, right? If you can watch the hole open up in their forehead. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Um, or even like the big daddy scene. I think that to me was the, I guess not the hardest scene to watch, but the. Makes your like butthole the, clench. Like, oh my God. Like <laughs> this man, this man is on fire and he's sitting there. He's sitting there burning. It's, it's. That one was, it, it wasn't like too much, but it was like, wow, like, wow, this is actually happening. Yeah. I thought there was going to be like a, a resolution to that or a happier ending to that scene than what occurred. And that's the, that's the other thing that I really appreciate about this movie was that like most superhero movies end with, you know, everybody's happy. Um, I mean, there, you know, there are some exceptions, obviously. I think like Avengers Endgame, you know, Tony, Tony's dead. That's sad, but. Um, spoiler alert! Just in case you guys haven't seen it yet. Um, spoiler alert! After the spoiler, <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, most most superhero movies wrap up with the heroes being okay. And this one, though Nick Cage doesn't spend much time on screen, you know, I I think someone says Big Daddy, you know, he Nick Cage steals everything that he's in, and you feel really uh, connected to him and how committed he is to his daughter by the end of this and it's kind of a bittersweet ending like the sun is rising and um D'Amico's dead but it's still sad that he's not there to see it yeah the scene with the where he had the hot chocolates ready to go was really sad and then they come back and the hot chocolates are still there yeah mm-hmm. I don't know she seemed fine when she was going to school she seemed happy <laughs> Didn't take that long to get over it, to be honest. That girl is a sociopath. You know what's funny, though? I didn't get any Deadpool vibes from this movie, which I probably should have because everyone has kind of mentioned that or put that in the outline, and I was like, I didn't get it. And I think that's that's more of like, I think that's more about like Ryan Reynolds really takes on that Deadpool character, and it is like true, like, I don't know. And I just don't feel like that was done in this movie. Yeah, man. Fuck Aaron Taylor Johnson. I'm not a he fan. sucks. He's not good at acting. I had never heard of him until looking up information on this movie. Do you want to know? Do you want to know why you can't you can't hire Aaron Taylor Johnson to make a movie directed by your mom? Because he'll fuck your mom. <gasps> <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, is there a story here? Did Aaron Taylor Johnson fuck someone's mom? Might Aaron, as well have. I mean, basically, Aaron Taylor Johnson is was just Aaron Johnson, I think. Um, but he he started a movie called Nowhere Boy when he was what was it nineteen, Jennifer? Eighteen or nineteen? Like Eighteen two years or before nineteen. This. And married the director of it, who was forty two. Holy shit! They're very happy. They have but two kids. Are they still together? Yes. Oh, okay, but well, she's good looking ish for 
her no. age. It's so. only a matter of time. Look at Ashton Kutcher. It's only a matter she's of time. She's 53 now, and she's British. I completely understand why Aaron Taylor Johnson did this. So he took her last name is what was well, happening a, here. A, hyph- a hyphenate. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're both Taylor Johnsons now. Oh, he's progressive. Look at that. Well. I mean, he should be. If, if you're going to marry someone 20 years older than you, I would hope you're a little progressive. He he was the young Charlie Chaplin kid in Shanghai Nights. Oh, really? Apparently. I'm going to have to go back and watch that movie. For like two seconds. Yeah, I bet I bet that I bet his wife was like 30 watching him in Shanghai Nights thinking, yeah, hey, that guy. Hey, Antonio, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get that. What oh, do you gosh. what do you think Aaron Taylor Johnson's favorite baseball team is? I, he doesn't strike me as a guy that would like sports. Where are we going? Is he a Dodgers fan? Where are we going? Wait for it. Wait for it. He's a Cubs fan. Uh, he's like, that makes sense. That's a that's the wrong term, honey. No, he's a, cub. he's a Cub. Oh man, she's a Cougar. I thought that was. Cub. Wait, she should be the Cubs fan. Oh, damn. Yeah, What's wrong she with you? would. She would be the Cub fan, right? Damn, everyone knows this. What are you doing? <laughs> You're embarrassing yourself, right? <laughs> I like to. I do like to have, you know, leave the opportunity for some people to, some people in the group to ask their own questions or have their own topics that they'd like to discuss. Um. This week, Brandon Brandon would like to talk about whether or not whether or not it's uh, it's reasonable to fake being gay to get with someone. I think the quote was to get them draws. And <laughs> I, I'm sorry, my bad, my bad. Listen, I wasn't on board with this at first, and then you they have the spray tan scene, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, I could uh I could pretend to be gay to get them draws. Lindsay Fonseca is is very attractive. She is. So yes, I could pretend to be gay to get them draws. Anybody else? Anybody would anybody else like to touch this topic with a 10-foot pole? I'm just saying it's very Zach Morrissey. That's immediately what I thought of. Because I didn't remember that in the original time I watched or the, the first time I saw this, I was like, oh my god, he's faking gay to try and get it in. That's such a Zach Morris move. I feel like Zach Morris is more of a douchebag about it. But could you not see that, though? Could you not see, like, a 90s sitcom, like, trying to do that? Yeah, I can see it. He didn't really no, fully commit. a little bit, but, yeah, he didn't, like, fully. Like, they were like, there's a rumor that you're gay, and then she kind of just, like, alluded to it, and he was just like, this is just me. And then kind of played into it. Also, we should do Nocturnal Animals next, because Aaron Taylor Johnson and Army Hammer are both in that. I know. He was also in Godzilla. Uh, he is in Godzilla, and and this this was ironic because I did I mentioned Aaron Taylor Taylor Johnson when I was talking about Godzilla last week on Cloverfield. I said in, in spite of in spite of him, that movie still works for me because it's it looks really nice. Maybe. He's won some awards. He's just I feel like underrated still. Okay, so did you appreciate this performance? Hey, I've been a fan of his from the start. Okay, I did appreciate. He was able to play like he did the voice like oh, I can't do it, but like you know in the beginning when he kind of sounds like a bitch. You mean through the, the whole movie? The whole movie? <laughs> See, I'm, that's that's the thing for me. Yeah, he kind of has his moments, but he's he sounds like in looking at his face, Nicholas. I know you didn't care for his mouth in this movie. 
I didn't say that. I never Ooh, said I that. I got a thing on mouth. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, you did. <laughs> he, I think, still played it believably. Like, he's not... Because I think he's an attractive guy, but, like, he wasn't, like... He was still awkward looking. Yeah. So it worked for me. But also, same thing goes for Evan Peters and um, Clark Duke. Oh, I love so, Clark Duke. No. I want I want a side movie of him and Evan Peters. <laughs> I'd watch that. We'll get to them later. Sorry. I do. Um, I did. I, I remember the thing that I had to say or that I did say about Aaron Taylor Johnson's mouth. And it's dumb. Um, I just I, the thing for me was that I, I guess I, I didn't. I felt the opposite way. I felt like he never really got the as Antonio has um, so caustically pointed out. I am clearly the person this is this is what I would be like if I attempted to be a superhero and uh, for the record I feel you would fare better thank you you think so you work out more than he I feel Nick has worked out more than you know Aaron Taylor Johnson did in preparation for for trying to become a superhero yeah there was no preparation he just bought a suit Right. Just a bunch of bitching out. I'm gonna jump from one, you know, rooftop to another. Actually, no. Nah. I'm just gonna sit here. Nick would also probably be more tactical, I guess. Aaron Taylor Johnson's pretty fucking big now, though. He's a bit. That he is. He's a big dude, and you could see the beginnings of that in this fucking. That's the thing is that he doesn't strike me as like nerd. He never struck me as like a nerdy. He didn't strike me as awkward. Like he didn't seem like a fucking weird kid. It was just like this fucking adult ass dude who's fucking a 45 year old woman who has like surely all the like a a supreme amount of confidence how is he supposed to play somebody how's he supposed to play an awkward 19 year old or 8 17 year old kid who has to pretend to be gay to get close to a girl that he likes if he's having like if he's basically married to a 45 year old British director how is that possible he can't do it. He's not good. He's not that good at acting. Like he can't hide that. Yeah. Whereas at least, at least like in Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire pulled off like that awkward teenager or just awkward person in general. Like that was yeah. the one thing that kind of sold it over. Aaron Taylor Johnson did. He was ripped for kick-ass too, though. Look, Zac Efron, that's what we want you to look like. And then Zac Efron was like, hold my beer. I can do better. Anyways, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson sucks. Um, <laughs> could, is there somebody? Is there somebody that we could have instead of Aaron Taylor Johnson in this movie? I don't know why, but like when the first twenty to thirty minutes, or I don't remember when he put on the costume, but when he took his mask off, I don't know why, but like I saw like Adam Driver real quick, and it just made me rethink the whole movie, and I couldn't unsee it. <laughs> and it's like, what would this look like with Adam Driver in this role? It probably has to do with the hair. I don't know. Like, it just made me rethink that whole thing. I think he could have pulled this off better. But I don't. again, I don't know what he was doing in 2010. Was he even acting? He had a small role in, like, an episode of uh, Law & Order. I think ah. Girls started the year after this. The so. Gateway Show. <laughs> yes. Law & Order or Girls? Maybe Dave Franco, but he might be too good looking. He's not awkward enough. Damn him. Is Dave Franco good looking? Not anymore. Oh my god, Brandon. What do you mean not anymore? What does he Wait. look like now? Just kidding. I'm thinking of his brother. 
Yeah, I was gonna say James Franco sucks. <laughs> Dave Franco's fine. Oh, James can still get it. James is a. Um, James has some problems. What happened? He likes. He likes <laughs> young girls. Oh no! Yeah. He's a he, we, James. James is a predator. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I was not aware. Brandon, do you so still he, have a problem? With that? He could not get it. I am too old for him. You're right. 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 I do not condone any type of predatory behaviors, so. I feel like I didn't realize he was 42. I guess he could play Todd in this movie. (laughs) Let's talk about cuties. Um, Anyways, uh, Brandon, how do you feel about Adam Driver replacing Aaron Taylor Johnson in this movie? We trade out one actor who can't act for another actor who can't act, so. How dare you? Yeah. That'll be great. that's the quote that I wanted. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. If we're going to look, if we wanted to go super nerdy, it should have just been a super bad reunion. Michael Sarah? Michael Sarah. Ooh. I actually don't mind that. He might be leaning too far in the direction, but. Um. He already did Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. He's uncomfortable to watch sometimes. Adam Driver to me is too tall. He's too gangly. I don't think he'd work. He is very tall. It's too weird. I still think Dave Franco could have done it. I think He's Andrew awkward. Garfield could have done it. Oh, no. <laughs> My man. <Sorry>. Brandon. <laughs> that was for you. <laughs> it was also a lie. Fuck Andrew Garfield. Um, I actually think it might be a good fit there. I know. it. I think, I think it works. I think he'd be better there than as Peter Parker. Okay, so somebody that we actually maybe agree on, except for me. Chloe Grace? Tiny little, tiny little baby, baby hit girl, saying the c word, murdering. Lots of murdering. Are we, are we pro female empowerment when it's a? I mean, I guess she's like, what age do you start your freshman year in high school? Fourteen. 14? I guess she's fourteen. Are we cool well, with, uh, are we cool with fourteen year olds saying the c word and shooting people in the fucking head? Or? Yeah, I feel like there's been younger that have done it. She looks way younger than fourteen, though. Like I looked she at does. this, I looked at this movie and thought, "That's my daughter, my eleven-year-old daughter running around stabbing people in the fucking face." They actually said eleven in the movie, and I was like, I thought she was like nine. <laughs> yeah, she's she looks very young. How old is she actually? When the movie was filmed, she was twelve. Mm. I just gotta say. I think this is the first thing I'd seen her in, and I was like, oh my god, this girl is like extremely talented. She had the acting chops. She also had like the physical like strength to like do all the things that she was asked to do of in this movie. And I often think like to be that young and to play like this like complex of a part. I don't mean like complex as in like there's so many layers to her, but like to to do like the action and say the things she needed to say, like that's that's pretty ballsy and cool of her parents to be like, "Hey, you want to be an you want to be an actress? Yeah, like you can try out for this role. You can audition for it." I mean, it's better than the movie she did a year later. But that's what I'm saying. Like, like it's pretty cool for a parent to see the bigger picture and see like what a role like this can do for your career. I don't know. I, I just thought it was very like forward thinking in that way. Right. Like it's a, it's a fine line as as parents of child or trying to intuit parents of what is going through the head of, of of the parent of a child actor it's not like a it's like hey you know you're trying out for harry potter and you know what harry potter is going to be and you know that it's going to be like big and it's also going to be you know 
just to sort of, it's going to follow you and, and allow for a natural progression as an adult, basically. I mean, I think that there are some, there's some rough things that that franchise did with, with those kids or, you know, that, that being in the limelight does to kids in general. But this is one of those things where like, this could have turned out bad. Right. And then people would be like, yo, it's super weird that you let your kid be hit girl yeah. in a movie right. that like tanks. Yeah. Cause essentially I don't <laughs> like, think the majors wanted this movie. They were like, yeah, we will, we'll produce this movie for you or we'll, we'll, we'll distribute it or we'll back it financially. But the character of kick of hit girl needs to be, 18, 19. There's no way we're going to do 13, 14. And I think the director was like, nah, fuck that. The vision is that she's going to be a younger child. She's going to be in that preteen age, which gave it. And, and like, if this, and think about it, like, if she, if Hit Girl is not a preteen, does the movie still work? Like, is it as effective? Is it as talked about? No. I mean, it's a hell of a lot weirder that they call Nicolas Cage Big Daddy. <laughs> Jen would call him that. I would call him that. Hard pass on that one for me. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna be a no for me, Doug. <laughs> um, now that I know she's twelve, it's difficult for me to come out, come out here, guns blazing, and say that she sucked or anything. I just think she, it, you know, like there's the disease of child actors sometimes where people are like going for it, and Chloe Grace Moretz has always seemed like somebody who was like going for it. You know, right. like there's well, I mean, she was alongside Nicolas Cage, at least for this movie. Like she had to go for it. Hereditary. <laughs> Who would you have put in her place in? I don't know. I don't keep up with the 12 year olds out there in well, the world. So I did just look up and I do think it would work. But Elle Fanning, I don't know what she was doing in 2010, but they're essentially the same age. Hmm. I think that could have worked. I mean, to Ryan's point. She did do really well, and that's one of the things that that we didn't mention is that the the action scenes and and you know Jen Jen you brought it up whenever we were watching it the the gunfight scenes in this movie which she is in quite a lot of them they look really good they're choreographed really well everything everything is really nice you know that's that's professional as fuck yeah. and especially for 2010 that's that is professionalism i guess on on her end that's accurate she looks like a 10 year old who could who could murder you and not flinch yes and not flinch it's just when she has to like actually sit there and talk and and do stuff where i feel like she's like oh overacting yeah and that's that's a criticism that i feel like i i don't know i think of whenever i see her in pretty much every movie every every role that i see her in except for when she's going up against alec baldwin in uh in 30 rock that's about it the thing about Kick-Ass is that it, it tries to play shit up. It feels like that's what you get out of the comic, right? Is that they're trying to play up shit like, oh, okay, we're going to have a female superhero, but she's going to be 12, you know, and she's going to be saying all this shit, but, and you, but you can't say anything because she's 12, you know? Like, yeah. it's, 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 uh, it's this inversion of shit where, okay, we're going to have a nerdy kid be pretend to be a superhero, except he's going to suck and he's going to get his ass beat. We're going to call him kick-ass, but he's going to get his ass kicked the whole time. And one of my criticisms about this movie is that, like, that whole thing never really lands. Like, there, it, it leans towards more of the side that you're talking about, where it's like, okay, we're going to have this little girl, but she's going to be overly sexualized. She's going to say weird shit. And we probably just shouldn't have had that. Well, I think for this film, like, I don't think she was necessarily viewed in that sense, aside from when the one scene when Evan Peters is like, I think I'm in love with her. And then she has a schoolgirl like, scene. Yeah. He's like, oh, I think 
she's like 11. He's like, I don't care. I'll wait. I'm yeah. going to save myself for her. It wasn't, I don't <laughs> it think was it funny. came off as creepy. Yeah. Like, it wasn't creepy. He wasn't saying like, oh, he just thinks like she's like badass. Right. Which that is a very badass scene that she does a fantastic job in. That's true. I mean, some of my favorite scenes are, I mean, technically they're the action scenes. That's the other yeah, thing. Where she's, that, I mean, where she's killing people. Right. I do love the first time you see them and like, it's just Nicolas Cage pointing a gun at her basically. Cause like they're doing their practice training mm-hmm. in comparison to Aaron Taylor Johnson failing to do three crunches. Yeah. I didn't know what he was expecting to get out of just buying the suit. <laughs> he didn't know how to fight. He wasn't super strong. Like he didn't really have any kind of weapons or actual protection. He had the little batons. <sighs> The French called them. Yeah, batons. but you see, like in the beginning, he <laughs> gets like stabbed. He does. He straight up just gets like immediately fucking... stabbed and then hit by a car. I'm like, I think that's what I like about this movie is like it doesn't give you like, oh, this all worked out so glamorously. Like, no, he fucking failed throughout the entire movie. But I mean, isn't that accident what encouraged him? Because they basically turned him into like a bionic man. Yeah, I do. he does take the photos like when he's at the hospital. He's like, I look like fucking Wolverine. <laughs> the one thing I didn't understand is so Nicolas Cage's friend, who's still the cop who raised his daughter for like the first five years. So like they're streaming that video the whole time and like all the cops are just watching. And then like the news broadcasters are still showing it like they wait until like a few minutes in of them getting their ass kicked. Like, oh, wait, this is actually like real. Whatever. I mean, what did you want them to be like? The FBI agents and now you see me and just scramble? I just yeah. wanted them to hit the streets, maybe. Do some computer research. Get, <laughs> send some helicopters out. Turn some sirens on. I don't know. Something. Just, I want you just, to look for every warehouse. One city. of those cops had to have known. Someone had to have known like where they could possibly be. No, I get like I, I was just giving you shit. No, you're that. right. No one. We should have just all let them die. And they could have all just burned in that fire. Movie over. Nick, would you have liked that version better? If that was the end scene, just kidding. Could they could they have moved that up to the beginning of the movie? <laughs> Honestly, the movie is boring until that scene. What? I know. No, that's that's not accurate. It is. That's definitely not. Get him, Amanda. Get him. <laughs> this movie. Antonio, is... you agree? Well, anyway, we're gonna get to that later. I want to. Yeah, I, I want to hear what Amanda. Has. Let's 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 do that in the rating portion. Yeah, Chloe Grace. Um, so Nick, you hated her in this movie yeah, I, I think she's the best part of the movie I yes she is overacting but I think she's the best part of the movie for sure I think it's Mark Strong personally but I think Brandon why is it Mark Strong he is the and okay it, so it really looked like he really enjoyed playing this role I mean he's he's pretty fantastic whenever he's in movies in general but it seemed like he really enjoyed playing Frank D'Amico in, in, in this this movie. I found myself being like, man, I wish that were my dad <laughs> at times when I was watching this movie. Really? And I felt differently. I felt he wasn't diabolical enough. And I was wishing that Nick Cage was my daddy. Your big no, daddy. why did you say it like that? Why? No. <laughs> I don't know. No, right? So, I, that, I mean, I think that that's part of Mark Strong's charm in this movie is that like he is a supervillain who doesn't believe in heroes and villains. And I think that he played that perfectly. 
very obviously evil. He's right. got he he's putting dudes in fucking industrial microwaves and shit, or having his people put dudes in industrial microwaves. But he's still like he doesn't see he doesn't see himself as like the antithesis of of the superheroes out there that are trying to stop him. Like he thinks they're just assholes in costumes. Right. And you know, one thing I can really appreciate about how they did his character too, is like one thing I hate is when a supervillain can't fight or can't do anything. And like in this one, they show him like training. Oh man. When he dropped hit girl with that. Fucking oh yeah. Kick, I was like, Oh my God, she's fucking 11 dude. <laughs> He's like, does it look like I give a shit? No. Mark Strong, I thought, was the best part of this whole movie. And I'm sorry. I, I was like, damn, that sucks that he went out like that at the at the end of it. Is that how a bazooka works? <laughs> I've never shot a bazooka at a living person. And speaking of the bazooka, just my favorite line from this whole fucking movie is when their bodyguard comes in and he's like, oh, everything's under control. And Christopher Mintz Platz is like, you're grabbing a bazooka, you fucking dumbass. It's so... <laughs> Oh, it was so funny. I, I I died laughing. I was like, this movie is this movie's fucking great. It's got everything. It was a great line. I appreciate that line. Um Are we just gonna are we just gonna skip over Nick Cage like that? I mean Brandon Brandon is coming out here with the hot takes about in uh in the war of in this movie's war of the daddies <laughs> taking taking Mark Strong over Nick Cage. I feel like most people here are taking Nick Cage? Yeah. Question mark? Now, before you guys do that, though, I need maybe Ryan or Antonio or Nick to copy Nick Cage's voice, whatever this thing, the thing he was doing with his. He's obviously right. He's obviously mocking Batman with changing his voice. But I need someone to do when he's on fire. I need them to yell just like Nick Cage was yelling. Ryan, 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 that's that's. I all believe you that's your quote. I was, I was gonna yeah. save that. I was. Gonna, oh, I I'm sorry. I didn't even. I didn't read the outline. My bad. That's my bad. <laughs> no, no, no. Of course. What else is new? <laughs> no, I can't do it right now. God, I practiced it earlier when Amanda was watching the movie. It's okay. It's okay. We'll we'll let it come up organically. He's just he's just really going for it. He's just. I, why does it have to be like that? Why? Why does he, why does the, what is the, I, honestly, I want to see the script because what do you think the script says where it's like, where it's the, all the words are is take cover child now switch to kryptonite exclamation mark. And he decided to, you're read on it like, fire. Okay. Big daddy, very Nick cage, like take cover child. <laughs> I have, I have this thought. I believe that this, that the screenwriters had their guy. They were like, we're going to use Nick Cage in this. And simply put, all they really did was they wrote that scene out and they literally said, do your thing. Like, here are the lines. You do you. Do you guys think that he took this role because he thought he could have, it was like a bullshit role that he could just kind of have fun with? I don't think Nicolas Cage thinks any of his roles are bullshit. Like, even the two movies Nick and I had just watched, like, it's all the same energy. It's, he's got Wicker Man energy. It's just, it's Nick Cage energy. Big Nick energy. B-N-E. Like the, the joke, the quote unquote joke that is Nicolas Cage, that dude's not in on the joke. He commits to the role. He's bringing it. He's a method actor in the sense that like he gets into his own mind. 
He's like, I'm going to be so Nick Cage. Right, exactly. He's like, all right, I'm channeling all of the shit that's going on inside of my head, which is, I mean, some, which is a place that literally no other actor in the world can get to. And that's why all of his performances feel like this, like wholly unique and of himself. Straight up, Brandon, I think you're probably right that Mark Strong's probably like the, the best actor in this particular film. The, but The best daddy. Yeah, that's my the thing. Belongs, my, my heart belongs to Nick Cage. I, I, think, I think you're probably... Oh, wait, who, what was the question? Who's the best actor? The Academy would, would say Nick Cage. You and your Academy. You and your old, our old white people. No. Socialism, socialism stops at the Academy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> a separate question from who's the better actor who's the better daddy who's the better father figure is it Nick Cage shooting shooting his tiny little baby girl with a gun no warning from 30 feet or is it Mark Strong who just doesn't want his his tiny little piece of shit boy to hear about murdering people in an industrial lumber oven was it that he didn't want him to hear about it or that he didn't want his son to go into the family business because he's actually a good dad and no, recognizes what, yeah. that his son is better than the family business. Mm, one of his last, one of his dying words was, I wish you were like, I wish you were my son. Yeah. Or I, I wish was, my son were like you yep. or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. When he was dying, he wasn't like, I wish you weren't my daughter. Unlike somebody's daddy. To be fair though, Christopher Mintz-Plast, yeah. Red Mist is pretty <laughs> fucking... Like nobody wants him as their actual son. So, oh. is he actually a bad guy for most of this movie? Is he just like a? Is he a teen, a teen boy yearning for his father's um, approval and affection? He's definitely not a villain. He just wants his dad to include him in the daily operations of his business and in his life. I mean, it's it's. To be fair, though, but. Who? It's, it's proven when he asks he asks his dad to release Kick-ass. Dave. Kickass. Dave. Okay, but okay, so let's look at it a different way. Just out of Big Daddy and Frank D'Amico, which parent do you think gave their kid the better childhood? Well, Frank D'Amico, because he framed Big Daddy. Yeah, I mean that no, is no, true. No, no, no. That is true. From their own kids' perspective, like which because, okay, so the case for Frank D'Amico, he obviously spends time with his son. They were going to the movies together. They just needed to make a little pit stop to kill a guy after they mm-hmm. questioned him. Yeah, normal. He has breakfast with his family in the mornings Super before important. you know being interrupted uh, about family business or about you know the business. Uh, whereas like Big Daddy, you know, he's like training his daughter to kill people and, you know, not letting her, you know, be a kid. Like Marcus even says, like you owe that, you owe her a childhood. Where did she learn that schoolgirl shit? Obviously from her big daddy. Where'd she get that costume? Obviously from her big daddy. Not a good parent. Mark Strong is a bad guy. Not a bad parent. I think love is the most important thing. You yep. sit down, Hit Girl and Red Mist, and you're like, hey, Red Mist, do you really think your dad loves you? Well, I don't know, man. I mean, I kind of think that, uh, uh, I, I can't do this. I'm just saying, like, that kid is not loved by his parents. Yeah. Whereas you ask Hit Girl, does daddy love you? And she'd be like, yes. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, you can definitely see that there was more love between Nick Cage and and Chloe's character. Uh, I mean, he taught her life skills. Do you think anyone's going to fuck with her as she gets older? No. What did Homeboy teach his son? That he's got a hundred guys that could solve a problem for him if he needed to. Could could they solve the problem? Could they? Could an 11-year-old girl not cut through all that shit real quick? Hire better people. Or or love and train your child to defend themselves. I don't I mean clearly clearly the lesson didn't didn't fucking sit because this kid like would not shut up about being in the family business. And then ultimately when his dad dies, he's like, you know what, I'm gonna be like an extra big asshole. And so yeah, the fact that he kept telling his kid, Hey, you know, you're smart, like I I don't want you to be in this didn't sit with him. But like how does how does teaching your 11 year old 12 year old daughter to like murder people how does how is she gonna be like what are her interpersonal relationships moving forward going to be like all she knows is her father who she calls big daddy like that's extraordinarily fucked up (laughs) like i understand that there is a love there but there is a that's like a codependent love that's not healthy you can have a codependent relationship with your father. That happens. It does. Just because you love someone doesn't mean it's okay what's happening. Like that's So would you yeah. rather have a Frank D'Amico who makes it known that he doesn't give a shit about you though? And is truly is like disappointed with who you are as a person? I'd rather have a rich gangster father who thinks that I'm a piece of shit because like I'm not worthy enough to be in the crime business. I will say that Frank D'Amico did fall for the classic bad guy mistake that a lot of these these bad guys make. And that's not hiring hiring a bunch of goons, but not hiring good IT because <laughs> I mean, right. A good IT team probably could have found that MySpace te- that MySpace page and just you know, been like, hey, kick ass. Can you show up here and, and help me with this thing? And then just fucking murdered him. Whereas the more well-rounded father thinks of things like that and tracks down kick ass and is like, I tracked you through your IP address. Better father. Leave it to me and my murder child. We've got this. <laughs> Without money, which of those kids is probably more likely to make it on the in the world on their own? Hit girl. Because she's learned... She's learned the big life lessons. Yeah, she's mature enough to he he's he speaks to her like she's an adult and he I don't want to get gross, but he treats her like an adult. I don't want that <laughs> yeah, what are the, it the wrong way. What are the big life lessons? Take cover, the, child. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Now switch to the kryptonite. <laughs> that was perfect. It was. <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew it had to happen organically. It had to, you just got to wait for it. Can't just be like, do the thing, Ryan. Right? Dance. <laughs> Dance, monkey. Dance for your dollar. And Antonio, instead of instead of memorizing a hip hop song for Padre this year, can you just do the Nick Cage shit as we're driving down the street? He has one voice and one voice only. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not telling you to do it. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I haven't I haven't brought out my Stallone in a while. I guess I can work on that. <laughs> I haven't heard your have I heard your Stallone? You have. Okay. It's been a long time. 
You said it was really good. Were we both drunk? <laughs> Probably. It's it's Stallone and Black Panther. That's your go-to. I don't have anybody. I feel bad. Oh, I mean, it's Black Panther, Stallone. I've been told at work I can do a good uh, Joe from Family Guy. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've heard that one. I could definitely see that. That one is super rare, though. I don't think I've. I don't think I've heard that one. Brandon, do you have any? Uh... No, I definitely don't have any uh, go-to voices. Um, I will say that sometimes I hit Lindsay with some some Shrek quotes, <laughs> and she really appreciates that. <laughs> could, you, could you give us a little insight? Like with an actual Scottish accent? Do you my swamp? Yeah, yeah. You know, I I I'll say something about uh, my swamp and stuff like that. Does Jen have any? We were watching this show called, um, I think it's No Activity, right, Jennifer? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, from No From Australia Activity. or New Zealand or whatever. Yes, from Australia. And she, she, did a, she did a very good, she did one line, and it was a very good Australian accent. And I was like, oh, shit. That's good. It's good. She tried it again later, and it... Uh... No, I got it again. Do it. Do, oh, it. Okay. Do it. I forgot what the line was. It was like one word. Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, that's the thing is like you can't tell someone that they're good at doing a voice. Oh no, I told my I told myself immediately I was it was good. <laughs> um, well, but what about y'all? I don't I don't have anybody. I can't do can't do accents. I do the Bane shit sometimes, but that's easy. Well, like well, like Antonio was saying, like you can't do it on cute. Like you also can't hype it up. No, yeah, when people hype it up, it it just doesn't. <laughs> And land. It doesn't land. Mm-hmm. And then you force yourself to do it. And, just... and then everyone's like, the fuck that sucked. Yeah. But they generally they're nice enough to say or not say that it sucks, except oh, yeah, when you do it in front of Jennifer and then she's fucking ruthless. I worked really hard on my Bane one. I think the first time it didn't land, the second one, Nick was like, That's better. I'm like, motherfucker. I worked really hard on <laughs> I drove home that day and I was just like trying. It's a lovely, <laughs> lovely voice, you know. Like, shadows. <laughs> I can't. I used to do a real shitty John Wayne to to the amusement of my father. That was it's real bad. Amanda, I envisioned it being like Robin Williams's John Wayne impersonation impersonation in Birdcage, and head on into the land. <laughs> I'm like a parrot. I can do a one-off if I have just heard it, and that's about it. Mm. I can mm. do all kinds of accents, but I need to be like, I need to have just heard it. Her heil was pretty good, which was a little alarming. My what? Oh. Heil! Give, Give me a heil! <laughs> yeah, I remember that from that episode. It was uh, it was a little scary. <laughs> Sound like she'd been heiling a lot over She's there. She's been practicing. <laughs> <laughs> And like she'd uh, she'd hiled before. Give me a hail, man. It was like, oh, I wow. love that movie. That's not a hail. <laughs> a girlfriend. Oh, good for you, Jojo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, enough about fucking accents. Is there anybody else in this movie that that people want to talk about? Evan. Peters. I have some. Uh, yeah, let's. Or all his friends in general, or the girlfriend. What's her name? Lindsay Fonseca. Yeah, I mean, Brandon kind of already touched on that one. I could touch some more though. 
And Benjinkun. I would like to. I'm just real quick, like, even if you just came across this new gay best friend in her eyes, would you immediately just like also strip down to your underwear and let them rub self tanner on you? That's what I do with all my lesbian friends. <laughs> okay. Is that why <laughs> you are? You, is that why, what? Wait, what? Where are you going to go with that? <laughs> no, no reason. I just thought that was also strange. Like she was immediately like, oh, I want a friend like you. And then like, that's what they do. Or like, it was very stereotypical, I guess, of what you would assume in movies or TV, like what a gay best friend would be to a girl. I mean, I'm guessing Brandon would sit through all that. I mean, but, I, yes, but absolutely. For Lindsay Fonseca, absolutely. There's not but much I, I wouldn't her. sit through um, for her. I really wish they had been real super meta and been like, and we sat through it or we gave each other pedicures while we watched How I Met Your Mother. Oh, that'd been perfect. Right. All right. I would love that. His friends, I think. I, I mean, I love Clark Duke so much. Clark Duke is great. I, I feel like his is this is ostensibly part comedy as a movie. I feel like he's uh, he's the funniest part of this movie. I think them combined, like I love in the end when like they're showing like the video live on TV, like well everyone goes to their computers because the TV's like oh we can't show this but go online. <laughs> yeah, right. It's and, online. Like, the girls like hugging him and he like hits Evan Peters like as like fucking kick ass is about to be killed essentially and he's just like hey man look at this and like the girls like hugging onto him and like they thumbs up <laughs> yeah like, yeah. And, like this like serious shit's going on that's real he, yeah. that is real that is that is some real shit I do love he was also about to like figure it out he was like have y'all noticed like he's missing and like he gets like shut down. Because in most superhero movies, they never really put the two together, but they approach it and then they back off of it. But yeah, we've all had that friend or we've all been in that situation where we've hugged like the hot girl and then you want to look at your friend. You're like, oh, I've never. Oh, I have. (laughs) I do it every day, Jennifer. Look at you. I saw that. I saw that. (laughs) Baited. I don't know who you're looking at. No one's here to look at to get the thumbs up. Brandon's not here. Oh, okay. I'm, thumb- I'm giving you the thumbs up, though. I know I know what you be doing, Nick. I know. I give the thumbs up to the cat. I was going to say, Brandon hasn't been on any of our dates in years. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> um, let's do some wrap up here. Any any quotes or scenes anybody wants to hit that we didn't hit? Uh, only quote for me that stuck out was pretty early on where he says, my only superpower was being invisible to girls. Hmm. I cut deep right in the memory bank. That's where that one gets feels. And by memory bank, I mean right now. Yep. (laughs) Actually, honestly, I'm going to give it to her. I think Chloe Grace Moretz killed it in this movie. Literally. Thank you. Her scenes were the best, like they were the most badass scenes. Yep. And Nicholas Cage's scenes. If they made a prequel of him and hit girl, I'd watch it. Yeah, I'd like an even younger girl. Good job, Jennifer. Give me a two-year-old with a knife. <laughs> Just like. <laughs> Again, hit girl, uh, Chloe Grace is so good in this movie. And like Ryan said, really, you know, good on her parents, cool on her parents to let her do this movie. Uh, when she 
when uh, Kick Ass is like, Well, how do I get a hold of you guys? And she's like, Just contact the mayor's office. He's got a giant light. He shines in the sky. It's the shape of a giant cock. <laughs> that is and I'm a like, good Oh one. my God. That is a good one. Like this movie just has like a like in 2010 and even now because um you know I'm I'm still a fucking child I'm I'm immature as shit. Uh, giant cock is funny to me always. <laughs> I do like how it hits on like it kind of makes fun of other superhero movies throughout as well. I'm surprised yeah. that no one made mention of Nick Cage's mouth under a Batman mask. Oh, with his oh, fake chops, boy. <laughs> His, his stick on Brandon. Brandon Jones has entered the chat. <laughs> Surprisingly, not. Uh, I was not distracted by his mouth because his performance was so memorable in this mm-hmm. in this movie. But uh, overall, Nick Cage mouth like two of ten. If uh, or <laughs> would not, would not if recommend. If we're rating it, it's definitely a one for me. Would not do it. <laughs> Um, there's a movie that came out in 2010 from James Gunn, the Guardians of the Galaxy guy, starring Rain Wilson and um, Ellen Page, mm-hmm. I think, called Super. Did anybody did, has anybody seen that? How have I not? Seen I know that? of it. I never saw it. Okay. Yeah, I've never seen it, but it sounds like it could potentially be better than Kick. I think it was like between one night I was like, I'm gonna watch a Rain Wilson movie, so it was like either The Rocker or Super, and I think I chose The Rocker. So what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Has Teddy Geiger? Oh, Kevin Bacon. Oh, not what Teddy Geiger. That sounded rude. That sounded rude. <laughs> all, all due respect to Teddy Geiger and what she has done, Ryan. You walked right into that one. <laughs> However, Shoot, I love James Gunn though. I do too. How have I not seen this? However, I don't. I don't know, Jennifer. I there wasn't enough time to watch it as a. We haven't had enough time in the past six months. Anyways, it's time. The time is the time is upon us. We all have, uh, gosh, such strong opinions about about this movie. We feel so deeply and so powerfully and so um, earnestly. Okay, so just just briefly, I will say it this time because there have been some modifications. Some people have complained. Some members of the podcast have complained. So, the four-point system that we rate our movies at, one, a one is you wouldn't rewatch it, and you wouldn't recommend it. A two, fear art, this is the big change. I'm gone for one week. Wait, oh, we changed it? Oh, this well, is the first time hearing about the shit do Antonio. Somebody, 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 somebody had... Oh, big All of a sudden, my comment doesn't isn't as funny anymore. <laughs> so we had to. Oh, oh, okay. You know what? Fuck my it. rating still stands. It's fine. She's overruled. Um, Go for it. A two. Maybe rewatch it, but you wouldn't recommend it. Or big change here, guys. Big change. Super big. Popular demand. You wouldn't rewatch it, but you would recommend it because listen, you could inflict that on someone else. But you wouldn't do it to yourself again. <laughs> a three, unchanged. You'd rewatch it and you'd recommend it if asked about the movie specifically. If somebody came up to you and asked about the movie, four, you'd rewatch it and you would provide an unsolicited recommendation. Just literally walk down the street with the poster board over your shoulders, saying, "Watch this movie." 
So guys, who wants to go first? Who wants to go first and tell me the rating and then just just get into how you feel? It's going to be a four. <laughs> oh, for me. wow. I mean, Going obvious. I recommended strong. the movie or I nominated the movie. I get it. I hadn't seen this in forever. I maybe saw it at most two times since it came out and it holds up. Honestly, I'm a big Aaron Taylor Johnson fan. I say big. I can't name much of what he's done, but he's been in a lot of things that I like. <laughs> like what? Nocturnal Animals, Tenet. Um, he was the kid in... He was the kid in Shanghai Nights. Yeah. She's a newly minted fan. It's been a while. He looks different. He's been busy. He's had two children. His wife's 53 now, so he's got a lot going on. Learned quite a lot. He's got to learn how to perform hospice care. <laughs> oh, my God. Again. That's <laughs> fucked up. For the children or for his wife? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, what was the diapers for? Yeah. Again, he has to relearn it. Yeah. I just think early on 2010, like, I think it was a great cast. You got a lot of, like, I guess not new to the game faces, but, you know, obviously, like, Evan Peters, Clark Duke, well, Nicolas Cage, always great. But Chloe Grace Moretz, very young, goes on to do a lot. I don't know. Just like you're not your run of the mill superhero kind of film. It's great. You know, I love it. All right. I love every movie. Jen, <laughs> I hate I hate it when we disagree. <laughs> so much. However. It was so good. Watch it one more time. However. <laughs> well, right, something about the rating that's going to come would seem to signify that she's not going to watch it another time. I know. I'm not going to look. I'm going to give it a 1.5. I still put a decimal in there. Sorry, Antonio. I took your... Wow. <laughs> He's sitting here. <laughs> He's just like crushed. <laughs> now, what am I? Speaking? You want to go first, Antonio? I just saw his. <laughs> Wait, go ahead, no. Antonio. No, no, you, you. I don't know. No, finish it. You've already started. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got a whole bit. So okay. So you do. You oh, do I love it. This movie. Wait. This movie is boring. I almost did a spit take. Until <laughs> Chloe goes in and kills everybody in that dark scene, I was not bought in at all. Um, but after that, I was, or during that, and everything after that, bought in. Needed to see how she was going to kick some up, some more asses. So, like for you, if this if this movie was Hit Girl instead of Kick Ass, yeah, I was going to say that's fair. Like I said, like a Nicholas K or a Big Daddy Hit Girl prequel. Yeah, I would have loved that. That would have been really good. I would have loved that. Um, there is a lot of buildup. If there, yes, or if they had opened with a, a more action-packed scene between Big Daddy and Hit Girl, maybe I would have paid attention better. That's that's fair. I can see that. So I wouldn't rewatch it. I'm sorry, Jen. No, and it's fine. It's not for everyone. I I will say that I might recommend it if somebody asked me about it. What is this bullshit? I, no, no, I Jennifer. Because whenever, whenever given, I disagree with you, whenever Ryan disagrees with you, whenever Brandon or Antonio disagrees, yeah, but she you, gave a like, thoughtful, stupid. like analysis of why she doesn't. Have y'all ever watched movies before? 
Oh my god. Are y'all stupid? I'm just saying it's not like I haven't said, okay, like this build up was slow. It's not that it was a bad movie, but like we could have done without this. Or, like we could have spent like I can see how someone I'm just biased because like I love everyone in the beginning as well throughout the Yeah, whole I don't movie. I don't think it's a bad movie. I just it just was kind of boring for me. I'm just being understanding, Nicholas. I don't agree. Yeah, I gave it a first four. Time on this podcast. <laughs> Don't worry, the- I'm about to. Don't worry, I'm about to show on whatever Antonio's about to say. No, no, no. I'm going. I'm going last. I want to alternate. Oh, you're going last. Okay, I want to alternate. I, Positive I, and negative. How I think this is gonna go. So, uh, Brandon, I love this movie. Um, there it is. <laughs> man, this this movie, so much fun. Um, there were several times where I'm watching this thing. I watched this last night at like midnight. And I'm like, oh, I should probably, you know, not laugh out loud at at some of these scenes. But, oh, man, I, I couldn't uh, couldn't help it. Uh, this movie is a solid rock hard three for me. Um, God, I would I would definitely, definitely watch this thing over again. And and uh, it's a buy for me. Just very briefly, what prevents it from being a four? Do you think, uh, is it, is it Amanda's reaction calling it a one and a half? No, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, I mean, I'm trying to be more conservative with my fours these days. That's okay. Um, that's good. I like they it. need to be really nilly. It needs to be pretty, <laughs> okay. pretty perfect. So, you know, I'm, I'm definitely going to, going to be more reserved with my fours from now on, but I'm going to give threes out. Uh, pretty pretty generously, and any movie that Antonio likes, I'm gonna give out one. So, <laughs> you know. hey, that's how we do it here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we gotta let him know. Um, okay, can't wait for the Man on Fire pod. Then, don't you dare like that movie. Make me do it. Don't you ever do it. It's gonna it's gonna hurt me so bad. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know what? Um, gosh, I wish somebody hadn't have stolen my 1.5. Uh, oh, shit. I mean, this movie is, uh, it's, it's somewhere between a one or a two. Um, and, and I don't want to, I don't want to introduce further, um, further, what is the word that I'm looking for here? Um, scrutiny? No, further sort of like, um, I read a book this week. I thought maybe that would. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> you don't read. Just the just the idea that 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 was noteworthy. I read I read a book this week. Uh, I read a review of them. Yeah, that's <laughs> more like it. <laughs> um, Antonio knows me so well. The two the two for me is still rough because uh, I definitely am not going to rewatch this movie. But I also have a hard time recommending. Like I would recommend it if asked about it specifically. But I right. don't think that I would recommend it um, just for someone who would want to watch it. Um, which is which is tough for me because I think that the the general like idea of the movie and the concept is something that you know I I thought about it and I was like surely somebody has made this movie. Um, we we talked about Super earlier and I haven't watched it so I can't. I can't attest to whether or not it does it um, better or any in any sort of way, but uh, 
I feel like I feel like nobody has really made this movie, and and I think last week I I made this big deal about I just like movies that are unique, and I'm just I'm just a guy who appreciates you know people trying to do things that other people don't try to do. But uh, you know I I'm not a fan of the cast. I'm not a fan of the acting, the way that people the the way that people were in this movie. This um, get your couch ready. Mm. Anyways, this this just feels like it's one of those things where it's like you can see um, I've, I've mentioned this briefly before, but it's like one of those things where you can see promise in in what someone is doing, except um, I think like all of the bad parts of this are still here. And it's really rough. And like this is at the forefront of a of a movement or or an idea. But it's just it's just not it's just executed so poorly like it. And I would I was going to recommend, you know, I was going to say I would recommend another movie to watch like in the same vein. There's not another movie. I just recommend not watching this fucking movie. God damn. You're so dramatic, Nicholas. <laughs> yes, it is me who is dramatic. Yeah. I mean, you're going to say you don't like any of the casting. You don't like any of the way it played out. You don't like any of the sound like you don't like. You fucking write a movie. Go ahead. Next week, pitch us a movie. That's your assignment. I'm not kidding. Okay. Do better. Do better than kick ass. I want to see it. Okay. Okay. I mean. Okay. He liked the shootout you t- scenes. You tore this movie hey, apart. Hey Jennifer, this is this is great because I can't respond to it because you like literally every movie that's ever existed. Um, you know what? This movie was better than Batman Begins. <gasps> <laughs> they were both boring. I like it. I like it. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Hey, we didn't we didn't lose an hour and a half to the intro. Oh, that made me was, we... was so long. Did it was so we... much longer. It was like forty minutes longer than this movie for it some was. reason. Honestly, it felt like the same length. Oh However, God. bullshit. Since we already heard from you, Jennifer, let's get sorry, somebody else who thinks uh, who thinks positive things about this movie, Ryan. What's your rating? I'm going to give this film a three. And reason being is I was already going into this movie thinking I was going to rate it a two. And during the rewatch, I realized and appreciated Nicolas Cage's performance. The cast, just like just like Jen said, the cast is pretty good. And I think they know what they're trying to make here. So the acting, I can see how you, if you want to go into that into that realm, Nick, like the acting and the directing, and we'll get to the cinematography, my friend. Hey, hey, hey. Because you also know, you know who did the cinematography for, for this film? <laughs> but it wasn't Roger Deakins. <laughs> no, it was not. I think he was booked. But it was the same guy who did Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, and that was a beautifully shot film. Oh. So Ben Davis, good job for you. Good you did great. You, Billy. Benny. Yep, yep. Benny. But, like, okay, it's hard to say that this movie aged well, but the concept of this movie aged well. And I appreciate it more now when I watched it than I did back in 2010. So for that reason and that reason alone, I would rewatch it. But if I was asked about the movie specifically, I would say to check it out. So by our rating system, you got to give it a three, at least in my opinion. So Maybe, Amanda, do you agree? Part of the thing is that this movie has been done parts of this movie have been done better, right? Like Deadpool is be- a better movie than this. Yeah. I like leaps and bounds. Yeah. I mean, the, the story itself, I think was original for that time, but it, it got overshadowed by things that p- 
people have done better as time has gone on. Well, Deadpool was meant to be fully like that kind of. Sure. This is a fucking teenager. We've never seen a teenage superhero before. (laughs) Fuck Tobey Maguire. (laughs) Or Andrew Garfield or. No, wait, I actually ended up. I did like you like Tom Holland. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I do. Okay, I do like him now. I hated him the first time I saw him. He's that's my Spider-Man. I love don't, him. Don't make me cry. <laughs> I don't feel so good. Uh, but I mean, yeah, like sure, like parts of it have been done better, but it's when you take it for what it is in 2010. I hate to just interject and take away from Antonio's spotlight here. That's but okay. just for clarification, this is supposed to be an over-exaggerated movie, or was the acting just overdone? Bad. <laughs> I'm I'm asking a serious because it feels like in some scenes it feels like like they're parodying parodying a superhero movie, right? It feels very cartoony. Jetpack, Gatling gun, bazooka, all in one scene in one like frame. That's an exaggeration, right? But I'm gonna be honest. I have a YouTube video clip of when he's yelling. The entire quote of take cover child now switch to kryptonite <laughs> go to Robin's revenge and I, that's what I've been laughing at when I just like start playing this randomly because <laughs> I couldn't tell like when we watched it on our TV because like we don't want to play it too loud because of our neighbors I couldn't tell 100% what he was saying in the second half like I got the take cover child <laughs> but when I watch it back again I'm just like that's what I've been laughing at because I just keep rewatching it it's so good and that's what I love about this movie. It's like, it's not just like superheroes and like drugs and bad guys and whatever. Like, it's fucking funny. I just don't think it's enough of either one. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Why does he say I just like watched that. it again. Why, Why does He's he do that? He's on fucking fire. If Nicolas Cage was literally set on fire, that's what you would get. To kryptonite. Like, I think he probably was honestly like, no, for real, set me on fire. So this is a four across the board, Antonio, for you. Yeah, you know what I love? <laughs> I love Antonio. I was going to go somewhere else with that, but but I love Antonio. Antonio, um, Antonio, take us fucking home. What do you got? So first of all, yes, <laughs> I'm gone for one fucking week. <laughs> yeah. I staged a coup. And I'll just fuck with this rating system. I do, I'll, I'll take some blame because I didn't even bother to read it when I was looking at the at, at the outline today. Are you telling me you didn't read the outline? And I didn't read the rating system because why the fuck would I? It's been the same since we implemented this shit. That's why I said I might have to pull an Amanda <laughs> when I talked about the rating. <laughs> and then y'all over here just fucking with the system. I made it better. I improved and it. And then... I'm not allowed to talk about what I rewatched or what I watched, I'm sorry, this week. Why not? Because someone get it tells me to shut up about it. Hey, listen. What like, is it? Like, fuck all this shit. I, I do want to give this movie, man, I, I hate, I don't want to do decimals. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. No, I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to be somewhat consistent. Join us. Join us. Join <laughs> us. I'm going to give it a two. Let the hatred into your heart. Because this movie, 
this movie was not as good as I remembered it being. Um, it took forever to develop to get exciting. Oh fuck me! I, right. I, I wouldn't say it took forever to get de- to develop because um, it developed at a normal pace, but it wasn't intriguing. Uh, but I wouldn't I wouldn't rewatch this movie if I was asked specifically about this movie. I'd say sure, check it out. And if you wanted something similar to it, uh, I know on the hang- on the chat as- or on the document I said kick ass too. No, nah, fuck that. I'm gonna have you watch <laughs> fucking Cobra Kai if you want to know about a bunch of losers that want to know how to defend themselves and take the accurate the accurate amount of time to learn some fucking crime fighting. Then go watch two seasons of Cobra Kai on Netflix. Fuck you, Nick. <laughs> You son of a bitch. So are you saying Cobra Kai is also a two? Cobra Kai's a fucking four. Oh, no. Cobra Kai's a goddamn ten. No, 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 no. No, no. It's a five star on Yelp. You're a a sneaky little son of a bitch, Antonio. Let me tell you. (laughs) Also, shut up about Cobra Kai. I feel like I'm the only one who didn't realize that was a TV show. I thought it was a movie. Antonio, talk your shit about Hamilton, though. How no. dare you? Don't you start. Double down. No, Double, down. Double down. Double <laughs> down. No. Because, Nick, let's, we're going to fucking watch it tonight. You'll probably get through Cobra, uh, two seasons of Cobra Kai before you get through, like, one city, Hamilton. So. Whoa. Would you if say that there is, there is a character on Cobra Kai who does not want to, uh, you know, something about a shot? Does he does he does he mention anything about his shot? Something something shot. Perhaps a shot that's not being thrown away. Uh, there's a philosophy within Cobra Kai that you don't accept surrender. If that's what you're. Oh my god! Shut after. up about Cobra Kai. <laughs> Unlike surrender, the British who did surrender. So fuck Mary Kill, times. Cobra Kai, Kick Ass, and Hamilton. Go. Are we here? <laughs> oh, we fucking and marrying Cobra Kai and killing the other two. You'd fuck and marry Cobra Kai. <laughs>